they think shavasana is a waste of time <laughs> they want to do all asanas but it's very hard to lie down you know without doing anything with your eyes closed if you're sleeping that is fine but you know to do shavasana the thing you know they soon come out of it people uh, but actually 50% of the benefits of the asanas that you have been practice you get only if you practice shavasana at the end mm-hmm. uh, so during asanas the main difference between asanas and other uh, physical form of exercises maybe aerobics or you know running or whatever uh, in physical exercises and all you will be basically burning cal- calories right mm-hmm. whereas in uh, yogasana you will be conserving energy Mm-hmm. and for this energy to assimilate into your energy body that's that happens when you do shavasana mm-hmm. otherwise it will soon uh, you know dissipate just, just to absorb the energy to the system you have to give some time mm-hmm. yeah um, i was uh, also kind of thinking about last sunday last sunday or the sunday before in uh, chinmaya swami ji was saying um why is it uh, you know it's like he says that when we are when we are awake going through the day our um, our it's not just the mind our investment like even the atman the atman is is uh, so fragmented he says think about it even a small thing like cell phone you are given your given your energy away to a cell phone your watch your uh, people around you and so many things that you are doing and reading so your whole being is fragmented into so many things during the day but when you are sitting at meditation you are calling all that energy back into you you know and uh, this is something you have to start noticing how you are fragmenting you know why do you feel so not whole he was saying because some of us were mentioning when we do the meditation you know it goes well but we can't replicate that in real life you know when we come out of meditation our mind is all over and you don't have the silence and the meditation it feels like as if meditation is an activity you do and in which place you are completely with yourself and for that he was answering that's because your energies are fragmented into i said wow that's a so you have to recall all of that and you have to practice that during your daily routine time how to recall be aware that how much of time you have invested in this or some thoughts of the past and the future most of the time mm-hmm. and uh, then he said that will bring you to the presence the moment you are awareness come to the presence then you will drop into that space but i was just kind of trying a few times but it doesn't i mean actually with so many things going on <laughs> yeah it's very hard it is it's not like it is hard but it is unawareness unconsciously we do that so much of awareness we need to bring yeah that is true mm-hmm. we can start with uh, the sahana vavatu mantra you can probably repeat after to सहनावतु सहनावतु 
सह वीर करवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मावित्विशावहै शांति 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 श्रोत्रमधो श्रोत्रमधो बलमिंद्रियाणी बलसियाणी च सर्वानी निराकरणमि उपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मयि सन्तु धर्मास्ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु ओम शांति 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 ओम शांति 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 वाङ्मे मनसि प्रतिष्ठिता ओम वाङ्मे मनसि प्रतिष्ठिता मनो मे वाचि प्रतिष्ठितम् मनो मे वाचि प्रतिष्ठितम् आविरावर्म येधि आविरावर्म येधि आविरावर्म येधि अहोरात्र तन्मामवतु 
started <coughs> learning nadabindu upanishad last time right the first chapter we did i think we did the opening invocation and the first verse and the first verse yes i think we can uh, do the opening invocation we can repeat that and then we'll move on to the second verse today vaira jatmopasanayam ಸಂಜಾತಜ್ಞಾನವನ್ನಿನಾತಿತ್ಭಜೆ ಮನಸೀತಿ ಶಾಂತಿ ಓಂ ಮನಸ್ 
The translation quickly having burned the three karmas through the fire of knowledge, born through devotion to the self derived from Viraj, the yogin goes to that seat where he worships. Om, let there be peace in speech and mind. Just to read the second, I mean the first verse also. Om Akaro. Om Akaro. Dakshina Paksha. Dakshina Paksha. Ukaras Tutaras Mrutaha. Ukaras Tutaras. I'm sorry, how will that go again? Ukaras Tutara. Ukaras Tutaras. Smrutaha. Yeah, Akaram is Dakshina Paksha, Ukaram is the Uttara Paksha. Makaram Prichamityahu. Makaram is a back, back say, Pricham. Pricham is the back say. Uh, so it's talking about the A, U, and Ma syllables of Om, uh, where, where they are placed, all these syllables. Arthamatra to Mastakam. The Bindu is in the Mastakam, the middle of the brain. Arthamatra. If you write Om, you say there is an Arthamatra on the top, right? When it comes to the sound, A, U, Ma, the Ma with the mouth closed, and then you have a pause, silence. These three states, four states, are also compared to uh, Jagra, Sopna, Sushupti and Turiya states. A, U, M and the silence. A is the wakeful state. U is the sleep, the Sopna state, the dream state. Uh, Makaram is the Sushupti and uh, the silence is the Turiya state. Yeah, Turiya is the state which transcends all these three states of uh, Jagra, Sopana and Sushupti. It's all interconnected, you know. So different Upanishads deal with different subjects. There, there, is, a, there is an Upanishad dealing with only Om. And there is an Upanishad which deal with uh, all these three states of consciousness. But uh, you will see so many, so much similarities. They are all states from when you look from different angles, you know, they appear to be different. Otherwise, they are all one and the same. The second verse is talking about the quality of Om. We'll read the uh, words and then Anvayam translation and commentary. Padadikam Padadikam Gunasatasaya Gunasatasaya Shariram Shariram Sattva Muchyate Sattva Muchyate Dharmosya Dharmosya Dekshinam Chakshuradharmotho Parasmritaha 
Uchyade Sattva Muchyade Uchyade it is said Gunahar Gunas qualities of nature Tamas Rajas and Sattvam Adikam start at Pada at the feet Tasya Shariram its body Dharmaha Dharma Harmony Smritaha it is declared Asya Dekshinam Chakshu its right eye the Dharma is its right eye and uh, Adaha Adharma Disharmony is the other the left eye so here it is talking about the duality of Dharma and Adharma as you know two eyes uh, the right eye and the left eye it's about again talking about Om. It is said the gunas start at the feet. Sattvam is its body. It is declared it is the right eye and adharma is the other. Let's also read the commentary. The symbol of Om as described previously represents the essence of the sound and therefore contains within it the potentiality of the entire creation both manifest and unmanifest so it is said that the gunas or qualities of nature start at its feet or base where they remain in equilibrium the three gunas are tamas which is stability rajas which is movement and sattva which is balance creation begins when there is some slight movement some slight interaction between the gunas causing one of them to become dominant and so sattva becomes dominant as the body of om this signifies that om comes into being as a pure and balanced vibration whatever becomes manifest enters the dimension of dimension of duality hence dharma is its right eye and adharma its left eye the eyes here represent the sense of perception. Dharma refers to right perception which leads to connection and harmony with the divine. Adharma refers to wrong perception leading to disconnection and disharmony. So you can also compare it with the Maya, the illusion, right? The Adharma or the wrong perception. And Dharma is the right understanding of the reality as it is. So both are there. Once, once manifestation happens, the duality is automatically there. That's why the manifestation has happened. It's like movement. Saundarya uh, Lahiri Shankaracharya says, uh, without the Shakti, Shiva can't even, you know, one inch also he cannot move it seems. So it's all interconnected. So the same thing also mentioned here in another way, how the creation happens. So, what, what does it mean uh, that uh, <coughs> uh, it is said that the gunas or the qualities of nature start at, at its feet or base? Now, how do we, um, but Om, the, the sound of Om is pure and sattvic, it says, right? Mm. It's and a combination, the, right? It's a combination. Yeah. But how do we, we uh, is there a way one can uh, understand or visualize, like where, in relationship to consciousness, how does this OM? Looks like OM is already born. 
it's yeah it's consciousness is so in the manifested form it has the dualistic nature of dharma and adharma right uh, but in the unmanifest form uh, it doesn't have that duality it is just uh, one mm. mm-hmm. and at the base at the feet when it says that is the origin how, how this originates right all these three qualities interact one of them will be uh, predominant in each person in any, anything there are all these three qualities sattva rajas tamas it is there right. one of them will be predominant so in the process of spirituality we learn how to reduce the tamas and the rajas and develop more of uh, sattvic qualities in order to you know refine oneself and uh, reach closer towards the truth mm-hmm. so in the beginning uh, i think it's in the anvaya they have mentioned about uh, the english terminology for uh, sattva rajas and tamas tamas is stability basically it's the stability it's interesting it's mentioned as stability aha uh-huh. it's a, we call it inertia sometimes right right so that inertia is kind of a stability but it is unconscious not in a not in a manifested form no, yeah stability in an unconscious way yeah i think i'm trying to i think what's happening in my mind is uh, i'm trying to picture if if there is a movement in consciousness some type of movement in consciousness then creation is happening and but then the base of that creation is the three gunas so is maya i mean is it like maya the moment they say maya or ishvara it's referred to as three gunas are already there mm. right so so is it the is it the, the you said first origin so it, maya is taking birth like that like you know from this maya is not there actually yeah it's an illusion okay right so uh-huh. it is like the mirage when you uh-huh. go on a highway you see there is water right. far you think right. there is water when you reach nearer it is not there it is just yeah. uh, a perception is not in the right way yeah okay it is just seemingly there that's it uh-huh yeah so who is who is seeing this at the first there is no one to see at this point where the origin of, you know like when the creation is happening right whose perception is yeah. distorted so we are trying to understand this phenomenon through our mind through our intellect mm-hmm. and we are talking about something beyond uh, the yeah. field of mind and matter right so okay. there is a story of uh, Uh, Heraclitus I don't know if you have heard that story uh, he's no, the guru know. of uh, Socrates uh-huh so Socrates used to go for walk every day by the beach he saw one person uh, you know digging a small hole in the beach and with a spoon he is taking water from the ocean and put it uh, you know pouring it into the uh, small uh, 
pit that he is making. So Socrates used to watch this every day. He is doing this the same time when he walks. He is able to see this person doing the same thing. So one day mm-hmm. he was curious and he and asked him. Initially he thought maybe he is just crazy, and then asked, "What are you trying to do?" And he said, "I am trying to empty the ocean, you know, into mm-hmm. this uh, small pit with the spoon." Mm-hmm. Then Socrates started laughing. He uh, laughed and said. Uh, you know how is that going to be possible with a small spoon like this you know when are you going to do all this uh, mm-hmm. the entire ocean into this uh, small pit it's not practical then heraclitus said oh you understand that much but then what are you trying to do you are trying to understand the existence through your intellect mm-hmm. uh, it's no way different <laughs> how is it going to be practical <laughs> So that's how Socrates accepted him as a guru. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so that is what is happening when we try to understand these things intellectually. These uh, questions are all coming from the you know Swadhisthana Chakra level. Mm-hmm. But this is un- this understanding is of the Sahasrara. When mm-hmm. you transcend all the chakras at the bodily level, and when you transcend that, and the Turiyam. not in jagra sapna or sushupti but in the thiriyam in sushupti we of course we are in that state but we are not uh, consciously understanding or experiencing it right uh, but thiriyam is a conscious state of understanding the reality of understanding the truth but it cannot be interpreted through the mind when you when you want to interpret it through the words uh, it doesn't come it doesn't fit it's like the spoon you are using the spoon to empty the ocean little bit of water the water the what you get in the spoon also has the quality of the uh, the sense of the ultimate mm-hmm. but you still don't get the whole mm-hmm. and mind always perceives in duality if you say something it has the other side so transcending this duality is the secret is the key whenever uh, the duality comes in front of you you have to negate both or you accept both as one that way when we practice when we train the mind it will eventually get to that quality of uh, sattva and uh, it's easier to be in that experience and the the reason this question is coming up also it's a little digression last night uh, my daughter she was sitting and talking for some time and she said mom um if we are already consciousness and why are we taking all this birth going through all this drama of life and then again we are realizing and becoming consciousness what is the purpose of consciousness to go through all this i said i don't know i have heard it as maya you know it's our illusion it's our maya and so that means all this the all that is happening right now this drama that happens in our life we are imagining i said i i really i said maybe you should talk to swami ji at the chinmaya mission because i won't be able to answer that question i was i was that kind of led to the same thing it, it is yeah anyway it's too much digression i we won't yeah <laughs> so uh, we all dream during the night when we sleep uh, we all have dreams right and it's so real when you are dreaming you go through experiences different experiences pleasant and unpleasant uh, but once you wake up from the dream 
you understand that was just an illusion that was not the reality mm-hmm. uh, you know you are, and you are out of it you uh, you don't have the same fear or whatever mm-hmm. uh, happiness or it's, it's all not real it doesn't you know it's just a creation of the mind so in yeah. life also whatever is happening right now it's it we it all seems real for us but uh, once you are out of it and you see from a different perspective from a, a higher dimension when you look at this life it was not there all these uh, relationships all these uh, happenings events you know that we are so much attached to uh, you know all our possessions nothing was real it, it was just like a dream and it doesn't real make sense you know the being that you are the consciousness that you are uh, that is beyond all this 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 was just a play of the mind what is this mind this mind is just a habit you know it is like a program uh, it just goes on automatically like uh, the creation happens you know then it sustains then uh, dies off right uh, what shankaracharya calls punarapi jananam punarapi maranam punarapi janani jatharesayanam so this cycle is going on it's a habit and you don't know the way out of it you know uh, it's automatically being there in the cycle and it keep keeps going but uh, if you look at the process of evolution uh, theory the malsya kurma varaha narasimha right how that uh, the shavatara mm-hmm. is similar to the darwin's theory of yeah evolution yeah so how the fish became an amphibian how the amphibian became a bird right uh, an animal so out of all the fishes one fish wanted to come out of it and, and experience the outer world yeah uh, so same thing uh, out of uh, we all are born as human beings we have the human body and mind and uh, out of them out of 1000 people like that just one person felt what rubbish is this you know this keeping on repeating uh, just need to be out of this misery and then uh, he meditated and he found a way and he has shared with uh, uh, his fellow beings out of 1000 people who got to listen to this understand this one person might try out of 1000 people like that trying one person might attain this all comes in the gita right this mm. uh, statistics <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so the story goes like that mm. yeah. yeah anyway there's too many too many things coming up in my space i <laughs> think i want to be yeah different discussion about that. yeah so we can do s- some meditation now uh, listening to the anahatanada closing the Yes, using the Shanmukhi Mudra.
when you're ready you can gently release the mudra and open your eyes so approximately how many minutes we would have sat in meditation now it felt like a long time can't tell maybe 5 minutes yeah it was uh, about 5 minutes so um, uh, whatever is happening in our day to day life if we can spare 10 minutes for this meditation will that be available 10 minutes a day yeah, at any time at any time of the day there is no restriction uh, of time or you know there are no conditions that you need to satisfy like uh, don't practice immediately after food nothing like that whenever it is most convenient for you when you are least disturbed uh, you know maybe at least before going to sleep you haven't done that just sit for 10 minutes and then uh, go to sleep Uh, like that if you can make it part of the daily routine you can see a steady progress eventually gradually you know uh, it will be more and more interesting when you start hearing new sounds you know that you we have never heard before uh, if you are in india you don't get this kind of a condition you know there is it is never silent like this like how we experience here right always some noise or the other is there uh but here uh, naturally we have that uh, conducive environment we can easily make use of that start with 10 minutes uh maybe like uh, after some time you feel already 10 minutes over but if you look at the time it might have only passed one or two minutes that the psychological time might be different then you continue to meditate uh make sure you sit for 10 minutes whatever it without interruption uh, if you want you can keep alarm if you are like busy or something otherwise if you exceed the time to 15 or 20 minutes nothing wrong uh, nothing no harm it's very beneficial only hindrance is when your uh, you know hands start to hurt so the technique uh, i took thought we can we can devise your own method something to support the elbows or your own uh, legs your own knees sit in a posture so that you can support the elbows and close the plug the ears and then uh, we start to hear different sounds uh, some people tend to interpret the sound okay this is uh, sound of my heartbeat this is the blood circulation uh, yeah actually i was going to say that <laughs> once i close i when i'm not like normally i'm hearing that high pitch sound then when i close i feel like oh this is the rush of the blood you know and then there is an upward movement and it initially feels like as if when you see a fire from inside the boiler mm-hmm. that you you feel like that and then you interpret that to mean oh it's the blood that is rushing then i was actually asking right now in you know mind is asking why is it rushing up why is i mean in the sense blood should be circulating all over why does it feel like rising why doesn't it feel like as if it's going down so then i said maybe i'm hearing the arteries you know what pain you know whatever yeah this is how the mind tricks us mind. and it yeah. uh, carries away from uh, the meditation itself 
So don't try to interpret the sounds that we hear. You don't have to name them. You don't have to compare them with any other sound that we are already familiar with. Okay, this is the sound of flute, tambura, bell, or you know, drums, nothing. You don't have to uh, really name them or uh, identify with anything that you already know. Just simply listen to the sound as it is. Like mm. that Jiddu Krishnamurti says, you know, can you watch a tree, observe, watch, uh, see a tree without its name, having the mm. name of the tree in your mind. Name and all we have given, right? It's just, just look at it as it is, without naming it or thinking about it. Mm. The mind has the habit of uh, thinking about it and it carries you away from the yeah. uh, actual activity. So, from today until we meet uh, next week, you can just uh, commit for 10 minutes daily for this practice mm. at your convenience any time of the day. Maybe as soon as you wake up, sit for 10 minutes. Uh, or just before going to sleep or any other time of the day whenever uh, you know you are comfortable mm. and there will be you know, no phone calls or anything right and the least disturbed time you choose and uh, try to get into the practice that way only we will progress otherwise it will be all just intellectual mm. thing you know the book is there it's just an excuse just to keep us inspired and keep us going uh, you know it's just an activity uh, to keep us motivated otherwise yeah practice is the most important <coughs> so on the right ear i know there are lots of writings which talk about listening to the sound in the right side now when we're talking about the quality of home and there is this thing being right side being dharma and all of that the word english word or right is also right, R-I-G-H-T, which is also interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, having said that, I think two nights ago I found this big uh, article, I think, written by the Scandinavian yoga place. Mm -hmm. Janakananda, right? I'm sorry? Janakananda, right? Yeah. I forget the name of this person. This is a white guy, I think, okay. a Caucasian person. Um, so he... So the first article that I came across didn't say to look for the sound in the right ear, but to look for it in the Bindu Chakra. Mm -hmm. And find it there, then he says go to Ajna or to Sahasra, but look for the sound there. Is that like an advanced stage of the Nada, Nada Yoga or is it something else? Uh, see, these are all uh, connected with the chakras. And this uh, position, all those things are, uh, it is already there. We don't have to do anything about it. You, you will feel it, you will experience it where it is supposed to be. So don't have to worry about those things. There is nothing like advanced or uh, uh, like beginning stage or nothing like that. It's all, it's all everything already there. We just, our mind just needs to be sharp enough to listen to the subtler sounds so as you but keep why listening, is it right here why can't you just close your ears and just listen and you i don't know wherever the sound uh -huh, comes. Yeah, you can do that don't so what do is it. the significance of doing it on the right side as such 
But why is everyone saying, if you close your ears, you have two ears, you know, you've got two hands that yeah. you're closing your ears with. So, if you, if you leave it for yourself, you know, you don't want to fix it right or left, still you will uh, hear it on your uh, right side. It can, it can also uh, vary, sometimes it can switch to the left hand, right? Like how the breath, one, one nostril is... Mm-hmm. you know partially closed one nostril is partially you know fully open that keeps changing right it keeps alternating so uh, our body the balance the flow of energy it's all a flux it's not it's not fixed uh, mm-hmm. you might think uh, right try to focus on right but uh, it can switch to the left also uh, so just leave it to the natural way of listening to it, it will guide you to the, in the right way. The body knows, uh, you know, it's so, just need to be aware and uh, focus, that's all. Got it. Mm. You may say right and the next moment it could be left. And it's all about perception, right, left and all. Uh, but are we moving the perception every time it happens that, oh, I shifted to my left, now I have to move it to the right. So. That's the effort. That is the, that is the habit of the mind, right? It wants to keep switching from one to another. It's all game of the mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, the technique, uh, you know, the ancient seers have uh, taught. They already experienced that. They know the inner sciences uh, mm-hmm. in connection to it. We try to follow that technique, the right technique, uh, then we are good. Otherwise, we learn by ourselves. Nobody tells you anything also, still you, you can know all these things. But you have the GPS, it's easy to <laughs> reach the destination. Uh, the five horses tied to the chariot, for all the five going five different directions, you won't reach the destination, right? So those five horses are the panjendriyas. So the focus, the one-pointed attention is what is uh, our goal, you know. Uh, step fast on that if you keep going it's easier